This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. Let me just tell you, this is not your grandma's CBD. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, Strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Oh man, yeah, this is a, this is a comfy chair here, man. I'm really yeah. enjoying, uh, you know, getting the lean back here in this chair. It's, 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 not, like, it's not like the chair I use at J-Rod's house. This is great. Nice. got the padded here. Oh, nice man. and comfortable. Oh man, lean back. <laughs> it's great. Well, I'm happy for you, man. Thanks, bud. I'm really Thanks. happy for you. Hey, that's a nice shirt you got on. Hey, you got a nice shirt on, oh, thanks, sir. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. We're back here. Me and we are back. Me and Steven. I'm Tanner. This is Steven. Hello. Hello. And we are uh, bringing you here another episode of Headlock Talk. Yes, indeed. It's been a little bit here. We're trying to reorganize and restructure what Headlock Talk looks and sounds like. So, uh, Steven and I here are at Steven's house. Yes, we, we are. Yeah, it's kind of different. Kind of different. It, 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 it's a it's a nice view though. There's aquariums all over the place. There is. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, we we have a lot of uh, we have about 15 fish tanks in this house. It's beautiful. It is. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Well, uh, since we've been away for a while, there's a lot that we have to catch up on. So we're gonna try and do this in a very concise manner. Uh, and if I miss anything, please forgive me. But we're we're gonna go ahead and give you guys a fast lane preview, and of course. Since March Madness is uh, here, uh, about to kick off any time now, we're going to actually introduce you guys to our new Fantasy Warfare tournament. We have 16 of the best and brightest uh, performers from all of 2018 and 2019 uh, randomized into a tournament together, so we're actually going to cover the lower half of the bracket, and I put out a tweet earlier today, so you can actually go to our Twitter page, at Headlock Talk, and take a look at that tournament bracket. It looks 
fiery, Stephen. Yeah. No, I'm really excited for this. I, I think you guys are going to enjoy this segment a lot. And uh, like you said, we got some fiery matches to talk about. So yeah. it's going to be good. It's it's weird. This lower half of the bracket actually kind of fits in with a lot of like in real life storylines. Yeah. And yeah. we really didn't intend for that to happen. So if you guys check it out and you're like, this is rigged. <laughs> no, it's, it's that's not the case. No. Uh, we did this at complete random. Yeah. For you guys, no, so, I, I did watch the, uh, the 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 randomization. Yes, so, so it is absolutely random. Stephen Baird witness. I clicked the random button ten times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of randomness. It's a people. lot of randomness. We <laughs> wanted to ensure as much randomness as possible, but yeah. this lower half of the bracket is awesome. We will get to that here just momentarily. Um, uh, a couple big news items to kind of get out of the way. Uh, probably the big news item for today. Is actually uh, my uh, my black heart is broken. My black heart is broken too. Yeah, it's this is a this is a sad day for Tommaso Ciampa fans, and I, I sent out a tweet to him earlier today, uh, telling him to get well soon. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa is uh, it was reported earlier today by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer podcast that he is uh, Tommaso Ciampa rather um, will most likely have a neck uh, surgery. Uh, uh, the prognosis would most likely be about 6 to 14 months. Uh, Which is a really, really wide range. Yeah. And, and anything that... Uh, we'll, we'll get into this, but any any storylines that they're maybe trying to, to flesh out is uh, kind of up in the air, because is, is he coming back in six months? Is he coming back in over a year? It's it's kind of hard to see. Well, it well, and with his knee injury the last time mm-hmm. out, it it took him a, a long while to kind of get back up to speed. Now, he's in a he's in pro- much better shape now yeah. than he was uh, when his knee got injured a while back. But a neck injury is... That's going to be tough for anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, you're, if you're going neck versus knee... Yeah. I'm really sad, y'all. If you if you haven't noticed, yeah. this is very sad. Well, and and this might be just a warning to a lot of the talent that might be out there who are used to doing this more uh, physical, hard hitting style. You know, ultimately there I mean, there might be a, a bit of a payoff in terms of you know what the fans like to see, mm-hmm. but you're also putting your body at a great expense. Uh, so maybe these. Uh, uh, headstands after a DDT might need to be a, 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 a fad that fades out over time. Yeah, uh, they look really know, cool. They look really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, this is a, definitely a, a warning shot to talent to you know take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. And don't don't put yourself at too much risk. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, we wish you all the best, and we hope that you you recover soon. Um, but this is going to have major implications on the upcoming NXT TakeOver New York card for WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's any secret, but um, I think they've done a lot of teasing about it being a, the big blow-off match with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano for mm-hmm. the NXT uh, Heavyweight Championship. Um, many would probably venture that Gargano would have ended up winning the match and taking the title off of, of Ciampa at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, with that said, um, unless by some miracle Tommaso Ciampa does not have his surgery until after WrestleMania weekend, which... I really, really don't see that happening. W- I wouldn't advise it, yeah. personally. Yeah. Uh, but if, uh, if by some miracle... You know he does do that. I mean that's that's up to him. That's up to WWE. But most likely than not, we're gonna see probably some other kind of match put in its place. 
Um, there's a few names that come to mind to me that could fill that spot. Um, I mean, you have to do a lot of explaining away and, and say, like, okay, well, Chomp has to relinquish the title and mm-hmm. maybe build a story as to why he's having neck surgery. But who do you put in that spot? Because, I mean, Johnny is obviously deserving of that main event spot for the huge, incredible 2018 that he's had in Absolutely. 2019. Um, I mean, who, who else would you put in that match, Steven? Well, I mean, we, we talked about it a little while ago, um, and one of the ones that, that we were talking about that would make a lot of sense would be Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, specifically... Bebe. Bebe, yeah. Uh, keeping with the trend of us saying Bebe every time. Uh, no, it, it would make sense, you know, with, with Undisputed Era wanting to, to hold all the all the gold, all the NXT gold. Yep. Um, that would be the most logical person to put in, just yep. because if, if you're talking about uh, some of the most over guys in, in NXT and some of the best heels in NXT. Um, you're you're talking Champa and you're talking Adam Cole. Yeah, I would say Adam Cole's probably right behind Tommaso Champa yeah. at this point as far as top heelish characters. And of course, like you said, he's incredibly over. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of anybody else who, in my mind who would be more deserving of that big main event spot. Yeah, Adam Cole's a viable person mm-hmm. in in that spotlight yeah and, and i'm not necessarily trying to you know typecast uh champa as like big heel or whatever uh-huh. but um for, for well, the I mean, he is the in my opinion he is the biggest heel in the industry well he is 100 percent. but what i'm saying is i don't i don't necessarily think that uh adam cole needs to be in that match only because he's a heel just like champa is yeah but just because in terms of the the over level or the yeah. overage level, uh, really the only one on the roster that really even comes close to Ciampa mm-hmm. is Gargano. He's in the match. Yep. And Adam Cole. Yep. And so th- that, I, I think, that. would be the most logical uh, one, and it, w- it would require the least amount of buildup. Right. Well, and, and I think you could definitely do kind of a playoff on uh, just to kind of play off on your idea here mm. uh, since they have made it a known story that um, 2019 Undisputed Era wants to hold all the gold. Right. So you could really pivot this into a unique situation where Adam Cole might win the title uh, instead of Gargano, which might have been the original plan. That plan is probably scrapped at this point. Yeah. Um, in, in my opinion, but for the way I see it going, you could you would definitely have Adam Cole win the title. Uh, which would be great for him. Yeah. You know, definitely... Uh, and Undisputed Era as and a Undisputed whole. Undisputed Era. It would definitely raise his stock uh, in uh, casual fans' eyes. Uh, but, uh, of course, you could make it even more of a broad story where it's Undisputed Era versus Johnny Gargano. You know, have Johnny Gargano goes through the trials and tribulations of getting uh, screwed over and, and, and all this by, by Undisputed Era's actions. You could have that be a long-term story, just like we've had... Uh, Gargano and Ciampa be a long-term story. Yep. And then maybe at the end of the road, at the end of the rainbow where all the gold is, and Johnny Gargano <laughs> finally might take that title off of Adam Cole. Who knows when that would be, whether it's um, Survivor Series next year, Survivor Series weekend, rather, Royal next Rumble. year. Royal Rumble weekend yeah. next year, whatever it might be. Whatever the timetable that Ciampa can come back in, as soon as Gargano wins that belt, you can... Sure, that Ciampa would be back in that mix. Yeah, this is, of course, assuming that we keep Gargano in NXT for another year, though. Right, right, and, and we did talk about this as well. Um, it, it's kind of interesting 
or not not interesting, but very unfortunate. The the huge uh, time discrepancy that we have on this prognosis with Champa, yeah. and you know, it could be six months, it could be over a year, and so it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to see the future and right. be like, okay, well, we can pursue this storyline because we know Champa's going to be back at this point right. or anything like that. Um, I think the best thing would unfortunately be to keep Gargano in NXT yeah. and follow this storyline uh, because once we do get to the point where Champa's coming back and uh, and Gargano may or may not take mm. the title off of off of Adam Cole, then that's just the the circle completes right. itself and then now right. we can go back into yeah. the storyline that we we're, had before Champa even left we're, we're just two giddy fans trying to get a really good payoff here right? yeah like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh you know it would be very very nice to see uh, like a good payoff to uh, not only uh johnny gargano's time in nxt because mm-hmm. i think he totally deserves to win that title before he he splits out of nxt and goes up to the main roster um by the way just a tangent real quick um I, I did some reviewing, and I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe that Johnny Gargano, at that point, if he won the title, would actually be the first Triple Crown winner for NXT, meaning that he'd held mm. the NXT title, the North American yeah. title, and the tag and titles. And the tag titles. So That'd be awesome. If if I'm wrong, if, I, if, if he wouldn't be the first Triple Crown winner, you can email us at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, yep. it's headlocktalk at gmail.com. Prove me wrong. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> no, I, um, I mean that. I think that would be the best way to go. Um, it, it gives Adam Cole time to shine. Yep. It gives Gargano time to shine. Yep. And it gives our our uh, big daddy Champa his, his time to heal. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I really want Champa back. And I, I but, but, but I want him to be, get better. But think about what this is going to do to Champa. All this time away from Goldie. Away from Goldie. Yeah. He's going to be. Even far more demented when he comes back, even than, more psycho than than what he is right now. So, and who knows? Maybe he might aim higher. You know, I would love to see him maybe next year, two years from now, three years from now, him being the top, you know, uh, heel not only in in the industry but the top heel with some gold. Yeah, you know, I mean, you he's for me a guy who you could put up as the top bad guy, kind of in that. That Daniel Bryan role that 100%. Daniel Bryan is right now. It's funny. I was just about to mention Daniel Bryan, and they're they're two very different heels. Yeah, uh, in the sense that Champa's very much uh, very brooding, very uh, very dark, and, and everything like that. Whereas Daniel Bryan, he's he's a little bit. I don't know. It's more of a funny uh, type character, in my opinion. He just wants you to recycle. He just wants me to recycle. Uh, <laughs> and apparently, that's bad. I, I don't know. Recycle. Eat some kale. Eat some kale. Yeah. You know. Wear uh, wear a hemp belt. Yeah, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but them being, <laughs> you know, two relatively different heels, but uh, in my opinion, still on the same caliber in terms of uh, the entertainment that they're putting right? in. Right. I mean, I mean, depending on how how you would book Tommaso Ciampa, I mean, I could even see him being on an even greater level or two above what we're seeing with the quote unquote new quote end quote Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I mean, that that term still really. Bugs me, but you know, we'll, we're, again, we're, actually, we're it's, it's actually grown on me. Uh, you, you the like new Daniel the Bryan? New Daniel I, Bryan? It, it's actually grown on me, and the fact that the announcers announce him as the new Daniel Bryan, I find it funny. I like it. <laughs> it's in, the, it's like in it. all the adverts. 
Is it? Okay, well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they say, the new Daniel Bryan versus oh, Kevin Owens at Fastlane. The old Kevin the Owens. The old Kevin Well, that yeah. makes him sound like he's, like, geriatric. <laughs> he's not even that old. No, no. he's, he's no, like, he's 31, yeah, 32. Uh, yeah, he's probably mid to late 30s. Yeah. Maybe not even that. So, who knows? Uh, good on you, Kevin Owens, for not being old. Well, and, and we'll, we'll talk about Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan here. Oh, yes, uh, we will. Because we're going to cover uh, Fastlane real quick. Uh, I do want to take just a moment to uh, uh, give our condolences and, uh, and send thoughts and prayers over to uh, uh, King Kong Bundy's family. King Kong Bundy passed away at the age of 61 earlier this week. Um, you know, he was a big star uh, in the 80s, especially in the early WrestleMania days. Uh, he's probably best known for his WrestleMania 2 main event with Hulk Hogan uh, inside a steel cage. Um, so uh, he's a big part as to why Hulk Hogan got over as much as he did, uh, and uh, he will be uh, truly missed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, moving on here, we're going to cover Fastlane. Uh, again, the, the matches um, don't really have a huge particular layout to them so we're going to try and guess this as best as we can uh based on what we're seeing here and we'll kind of give you some backstory here as well uh, as our uh, as well as predictions of course um looks like on the pre-show man this is going to be one hell of a pre-show match i just want to say i completely completely disagree with the placement of this match yeah no i th- uh so uh, so so if you haven't seen the Wikipedia page, or if you haven't seen uh, how the layout of the structure of this card is going to be, I, I don't know. We're kind of assuming this is going to be with the placement of it, but it looks as though, according to Wikipedia, at least Andrade versus Rey Mysterio in a singles one-on-one match is kicking off the pre-show. Um, if you guys haven't been watching SmackDown, A, shame on you, and B, <laughs> you're missing a series of wonderful matches mm-hmm. with Andrade and Rey Mysterio. Every time they get in the ring together, it's absolute gold. Absolutely. No, they're... they're just extremely high caliber matches from two really really talented guys and i i think it's doing it uh, i think wwe is doing themselves a disservice by putting this on the pre-show mm-hmm. um saying that though i'm not really sure uh, based on the card that we have here i'm not really sure what they would put on the pre-show instead of this but yeah true when you really like andrade versus Rey mysterio on the pre-show, right? It, it's it's similar to the Shinsuke match on the pre-show, like the yeah. the Shinsuke Rusev match. These guys are way more talented than the number of eyes that you're giving them. Well, the flip side of the coin too is you want to get the crowd really hot for the start of the pay, of the main show, mm-hmm. and this match would absolutely 100 percent do it. But it's like, okay, if you weren't gonna watch the pre-show, uh, if you decided to skip it. And you just didn't know that this match was on the pre-show. You're gonna you might stand a chance of losing out on a really high caliber, fifteen maybe twenty minute match. Yeah, I mean they might not go that long, but still, this is gonna be really high quality stuff between yeah. Andrade and Rey Mysterio. It's it's also especially hurting to me because I usually miss the pre-show. Well, on, we, we, on on a lot of we, them, so we just can't have that this week. And this no, time, I don't Steven. think we can because I am not <laughs> missing this match. It's gonna be great. It is. It is gonna be great. Uh, so, um, as far as a winner here, I mean, it, I think to get the crowd going, I would probably put Mysterio over. Yeah, um, especially since Andrade won their last match. Right. It, it, it's it's probably better for an overall crowd appearance, at least for the face to go over in this uh, scenario. But 
Especially no, someone as big as Ray. Yeah, I mean, come on now. And just, like what you just said, if if Ray got the if 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 Ray put over Andrade last time, it's time to return the favor. Exactly. So exactly. you know, um, from two guys who have a lot of mutual respect for each other. So. Right. Well, and I could even see this match going on again at WrestleMania. I mean, I certainly they, would not be opposed to that. I mean, they they put on a classic every time. So yeah. I mean. Check out the pre-show this time, y'all. It's going to be well worth your money. Yep. Even if you have to bypass all the talking heads for mm-hmm. for 45 minutes of it, you'll get a quality match here. Yep. Um, as far as the main card is concerned, again, this is in no particular order, but uh, we'll probably start from uh, not weakest to strongest, but you know, we'll, we'll work our way through the card nonetheless. Um, Asuka versus Mandy Rose for the SmackDown Women's title is on the card. Um, they did a little bit of a uh, an angle here where Mandy Rose actually pinned Asuka. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people and are Asuka upset. lost her mind. Yep. Lost her freaking mind. Yeah. It was intense. It, it was intense. I mean, I don't expect for Mandy Rose to pick up the title in this match. No. I don't think there's any uh, reason for her to. But it's, it's good to at least have somebody that can pose a threat to Asuka or at least somebody who can be like, hey, I pinned you. you know, yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah, you know, so you know, it's uh, I think it's it's worth you know maybe watching it and seeing what happens. Uh, yeah, I I want to say something about Oscar real quick. Yeah, and, and I uh, I mean this in the most non rude way possible because uh-huh. I love Oscar. Yeah, um, her promos, man, they are rough. Yeah, and I don't mean this in a racial way or anything like that, but she doesn't speak English very well, and it's extremely apparent. And uh, for for me personally, I almost can't really understand a lot of what she's saying. Mm. Uh, and I know I've been the guy who who hates uh, the talkers for for champions and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think this is a situation where the superstar would benefit from having uh, a mic or, or a mic person or a translator, uh, a, a, ma- a manager, or a manager, uh, yeah. ju- just to cut some of the some of these promos well, like. They talked for years about having somebody like Paul Heyman uh, put with Asuka. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, I, and I don't think that that would be detrimental at all. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Asuka feels confident enough in her speaking ability to where she wants to do it on her own. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, and intru- I respect that. Right. You know, I, I do respect that. But at, at a certain point, you know, that this is. American entertainment. This is for a lot of American viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the average, I'm really trying to not sound rude right. about this because I, I really don't mean it in a rude way. It's just right. I, I feel like her championship run. It it could be better with uh, with a manager, possibly. Um, or, or I mean, you could uh, you could go by the old adage that actions are louder than words, and yeah. just not give her a whole lot of talk talking bits at all yeah. and just be like you know uh, who's ready for Asuka and that's all she has to say yeah yeah and then just pummels and runs through everybody yeah and, and me personally I would probably prefer mm-hmm. that just because um I don't know her her promos really take me out of the moment okay. unfortunately I mean I, I I personally I can generally understand what she's saying or at least trying to convey mm-hmm. um but uh, sometimes it, it does feel a little bit forced through and i think maybe part of it is you know the uh, not necessarily that the creative is bad behind it but she's reciting lines and she's trying to say it 
plus enunciate everything. Right. And it's in a different language that's her that that's a second language to yeah. her. So there's, there's a lot of things going yeah, on. There's for a bunch sure. of moving parts and trying to figure out that problem. But like like you said, I, I mean, it, they should put a manager with her. I think. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody who. Uh, I can't think of somebody right off the bat. Yeah, uh, Paul Heyman would have been a good person to throw in, but uh, obviously he is uh, tied up with Brock, and he's made, up, yeah. he's made that pretty clear. Yeah. No, I mean that being said, though, I really like Oscar a lot. Yeah. She has, excuse me, she has fantastic ring work, mm-hmm. uh, and and all the matches that she's in are great. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't see Oscar dropping the title at this point. Do you? No, absolutely not. Especially not to Mandy Rose. Get out of here. No, nothing against Mandy Rose. <laughs> Everything against Mandy Rose. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's not to like Nia Jax levels, but right. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, fair, fair play, sir. Fair play. Uh, moving right along here uh, uh, to the. Uh, uh, <laughs> this seems like it always gets placed second on the card, but you yeah. know what? I mean, it's it's absolutely fine. The Usos versus the Miz and Shane McMahon. Uh, for the tag team, uh, uh, SmackDown tag team championships. Uh, so everybody's uh, asking, is this the will they or won't they? As far as uh, who's going to turn on who with Shane and the Miz, you know, um, or or do you perhaps see the Miz and Shane winning the titles back? Uh, I I do see Miz and Shane winning the titles back, but not at Fastlane. Oh, okay, at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so what I think is going to happen, and I know we, we kind of touched on this a little bit, and I'm putting uh, both of our ideas into one, uh-huh. uh, but what I think, uh, you know, may, maybe should happen, yeah. uh, in my opinion, is uh, Jay and Jimmy retain uh, at Fastlane. At the end of the match, there is some tomfoolery, some trickery going on uh, with the Usos attacking the Miz's dad, because they did make a huge point of... The uh, Miz's dad uh, will be there. Will be there exactly, yeah. and so uh, at the end of the match, Jay and Jimmy Uso they just put more insult to injury that they lost the match. They, they start. They they, they 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 maybe grab Mrs. Dad and throw him over the throw him over the barricade. barricade. Yeah, try and do some tag moves on him. And yeah, Miz is helplessly watching. Exactly, exactly, and then that that could set up a a huge overcoming glorious moment at WrestleMania where where the Miz and Shane McMahon get the titles off of, yeah, yeah. Off of uh, Jimmy Uso yeah, I mean, and you, have revenge for Mrs. Dad. You, you, could, you could do that. You could do, um, you know, uh, like I said, like you were saying, uh, you know, have Mrs. Dad in the ring in fast lane, and, and he's in peril, and they're doing tag moves. The Usos are doing tag moves on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miz is on standby, just, uh, like, helplessly watching. Something's going on with him, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have Shane come to the rescue with a steel chair and mm-hmm. try and, like, save the day. But it's too late because they've already lost the match. Yep. And then maybe at WrestleMania, Mrs. Dad jumps the barricade and, you know, cleans house on the Usos. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That, it would be great. Yeah, they hit, hit them with like a, like at the end of the match, they've, they've already won. Yeah. Shane, Shane and Miz already won. They're already the tag team champions. Yeah. And then uh, Mrs. Dad just hits both of them with a super kick. Yeah, or, or like, a, like a skull-crushing finale. Yeah. Or he goes up and does a coast-to-coast. Oh snap! <laughs> yeah, if you... Or if there's a double coast to coast between Shane and Mrs. Dad, yeah, both of them in opposite corners coming. Yeah, you just have two one. senior citizens flying through the air. Oh man! 
mean, no. Shane, Shane, Shane probably is a little bit older than Miz's dad, though, in all honesty. So I, I mean, mean, probably. Yeah, he, he's getting up there. No, but <laughs> joking aside uh, on, on this match, I do think that the Usos will retain, and I do think that this will lead to uh, uh, Miz and Shane McMahon getting the championship at WrestleMania. 100%. Um, yeah. It's possible. I mean, the other thing, too, is, I mean, Shane could betray Miz. Uh, Please don't. Uh, or Miz could betray Shane. Please don't. Uh, I mean, it's... this tag team is like junk food to me, man. I love it. <laughs> it, I... it is pretty great. Um, uh, they they have. I don't know if they sell the actual jerseys, the the Miz and uh, Mizo Mac jerseys. I need it were, if they do. That, that'd be great. That yeah. would be great. Um, but yeah, no. I, you know, I hope they do stay together because I think the, the the fans are really starting to warm up to this uh, this tag team. Here. Yeah, <laughs> and no one can deny. Whether you like Miz, whether you like Shane, yeah. they have fantastic chemistry together. It is pretty fun. In, in promos and in the ring and everything. They they just go really, really well together. Right. Well, and the Usos have fantastic chemistry, of course, and they've been cutting some of the best promos as a tag team yeah. that there are going on right now. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I definitely don't think the tag team titles are going anywhere as of right now. What the future holds for the Usos, I have no idea. Yeah. But... Um, I do see them retaining here. Yeah, for sure. Um, another tag team match. Man, this is real tag heavy here. Yeah. So we're going to go over maybe a couple more tag matches uh, as we go. But uh, next up, I would imagine would probably be the Boston Hug Connection. That's Bailey and Sasha Banks, of Woo! course, uh, versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Ooh. For the Raw. Well, I guess it's not Raw or SmackDown. It's the, just the it's yeah. just the WWE Women's mm-hmm. Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Um, so uh, they've been doing a little bit of angles on uh, Raw recently with these two teams. Um, I think Sasha Banks w- uh, went over on Nia Jax a couple weeks mm-hmm. back, I believe it was. But Tamina beat Bailey this past week. Yeah. So it's kind of even. About fifty fifty here. I have a hard time believing Tamina can beat anybody. Oh well, okay. <laughs> Tamina, she, she doesn't come across very strong. Does she? Well, Tamina's ring work is sloppy at best. Yeah, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't know. She she doesn't sell anything. No. <laughs> I mean, fair I enough. Know. I mean, the the thing that always got me, or, or at least the thing that's burned into my mind, um, was. I I think it was I think it was TLC mm-hmm. where they had that segment where Nia Jax was walking backstage and then she comes across Becky Lynch and Becky punches her. Yeah, yeah. Becky punches Nia Jax and Nia, you know, falls backwards yeah. into a bunch of like uh, uh, like backstage equipment, Stadium equipment. Yeah, yeah. And, and then Tamina like runs runs like five seconds afterward and she's like oh what happened here and it looks like, like she was around. only like five feet away right the time. it's like what what the heck you know so it's like i don't know yeah if you're supposed to be like the bodyguard or, or the yeah. enforcer or whatever yeah. it's like you, where were you come across as a total dork <laughs> yeah 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 100 so, i mean i don't see the tag belts going anywhere on this match either not at all um i would hope that this sets up Something interesting for the Boston Hug connection for WrestleMania. I'd um, also hope that this sets up uh, Nia Jackson Tamina's retirement. Jeez. 
Yeah, that was a little much. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe like uh, Stephanie comes out and is like, this tag match is a retirement match. This is just awful. <laughs> I guess that sounded like Vince McMahon. But... I mean, she could probably do a pretty good Vince. I would hope so. Uh, she, uh, she probably could. She probably could. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> the rumor was that for a long, long time, I know, uh, they uh, that... Uh, or at least a lot of fans were pushing for it, was going to be uh, Trish, Trish Stratus and Lita to return uh, to face the Boston Hook Connection for the titles. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it's two big names. Yeah. Uh, uh, fans of uh, the older uh, Persuasion uh, might feel a little bit more of a connection there. Man, do you remember... Be, be like this a dream is match. a super big tangent, sorry. Okay. Do you remember that... that uh, episode of raw like years and years ago yeah. where like edge and lita almost like had sex in the ring do you remember that yes yeah, Stephen. i watched it live so uh, did i yeah i i i'd rather not talk about it no, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I didn't want to talk about it yeah. i just wanted to know if you remember no it. I, I absolutely remember it um cool moving just, on yeah no um i mean uh, i'd like to think that lita would be known for other things more so than that, and and, and she is. She's, yeah, no, she's, no, no. she's a legend when it comes to women's <laughs> no, wrestling. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to uh, put her whole d- career d- into d- that d- moment. D- definitely disparage. Not. Yeah, no, no, no. That's definitely not what we're aiming for here. But yes, I do absolutely remember. Um, very interesting time for WWE viewing. Interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, of of, uh, of 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 entertainment. Of quote unquote scripting an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, that's that's what they were feeling that day, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know. No, but um Edge is you know, rated R, you know, so I mean He is. You have he to is. have a live sex celebration apparently. I guess so. Uh, no, but in in all seriousness though, um yeah. I think that would be a great match. Boston Hug versus Lita and Trish Stratus. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It would be great. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, Where is this rumor coming from? I mean, I've heard it all year. Oh, okay. From, uh um, as soon as the, the as soon as there were thoughts of there being tag titles for the women's division mm-hmm. the first names that come up on the list would have been the boss and hug connection yeah and then it obviously makes sense for maybe there to be some marquee names that they would go against and i personally don't feel as though there's any other tag teams that are gonna be as strong or bring the star power to a wrestlemania tag match for the women's division than what Trish and Lita could do. Yeah. That's nothing against the women that are on the roster right now, but when WrestleMania comes around, they're looking for star power. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, Trish and Lita were great at the Women's Evolution show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I I mean, why not, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, I see Boz and Hug, uh, uh, you know... um, uh, keeping the titles here, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hundred percent. All right, moving right along. <laughs> then, <laughs> um, man, another tag match. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so and this one's intense. So, so, what is it with the tag matches right now, Stephen? Like, uh, is it just like I feel like this is just like a fad that, that Vince is going through? Like, I really don't know. Um, I, I talked to you about this in the car. Yeah. Um, you know, this is my first fast lane, so I don't have a lot of context for it. Yeah. Um, I almost think that they're trying to put some kind of metaphor together where it's like fast lane, fast tag team, ah, yeah, like yeah. it's crazy, everything's going fast. I don't know, but I mean, possibly. I mean, like, I, I so I remember a time mm-hmm. where like for like a whole week, I would get off of work and I would go to the uh, we have in Texas we have H E B, which yes. is our regional grocery store. Yep. I would go to the H E B. And I'd buy 
the same bag of potato chips each night, and I would eat. You know, it's a small bag. I'm Where's not this going, to, Tanner? I'm, well, patterns. I just, I just I got in the habit of doing that. Maybe Vince is just like, I'm in the habit of doing tag matches, so I I'm see. putting a bunch of tag matches here. I see. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. I see where you're going. No, no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I just like potato chips as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? We do. Um, uh, no, I just think it is It is kind of weird uh, that there's this many tag matches. What? That's four? One, one two, two, Yeah, that's three. four. Four uh, tag matches on an eight-match card. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty intense. If, seven if you, if you discount the Rey Mysterio-Andrade match. I don't, because that match is going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. There's no way I can discount uh, that match. <laughs> fair fair play. Uh, but yeah, no, th- this match here I think is going to be quite unique. Uh, it's going to be a triple threat tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. We have The Revival, which is Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, of course, uh, versus Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Um, <laughs> this is just me, but I, I really want Aleister Black and Ricochet to have like a tag team name. Like, Alistair Black used to be in a tag team in progress called the Sumerian Death Squad. And, of course, both of them are, both Ricochet and Alistair Black are high flyers. Yep. Maybe call them the Aerial Death Squad. That'd be cool. That that would be a very cool name. Yeah. Eh. Mm. Or or Witchcraft. Or, Ooh. or like, you know, Ooh. So, something cool. You gotta have something. Taboo. Taboo. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be mm. yeah. There's some good names that they could come up with together, and you know, um, this this match stems from the revival. We're facing Alistair Black and Ricochet on the Raw leading up to Fastlane, and uh, just kind of out of random, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable interfere in the match and beat up the revival, costing Alistair Black and Ricochet the the, the titles. Yep. Because um, I, I, I mean, I feel like Alistair Black and Ricochet were rolling. I thought, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, I thought there was an absolute chance that maybe they pick up the tag team titles on Raw and they do a, a, an automatic rematch on Fastlane. But I, there's there's no automatic rematch clause there's anymore. There's no automatic rematch clause anymore. Yeah, which we're, is why we're which is why Chad Gable and Bobby Roode are here in the first place. Yeah, you know. I mean, oh, because there's no automatic because rematch. they're upset that they never got their rematch. Um, yeah. Oh, see, you followed the story, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me. Yeah, very cool. You put that together, man. I did not. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, Damn. I mean, you couldn't really continue it with the. I mean, you could just <laughs> randomly give them an automatic rematch just to continue the storyline, but right. that would kind of muddy it up. Considering that is why hmm. uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are here right. in the first place. Well, let me throw this out at you too, yeah. because Alistair Black and Ricochet are Aerial also Death Squad. Aerial Death Squad. Mm-hmm. Let's call them ADS. Okay. Yeah, ADS are in the um, uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic on NXT. Right. And so the winner of the Dusty Rhodes Rhodes Classic tournament uh, in the finals will face uh, um, the War Raiders mm. at NXT Takeover New York. For the titles, or at least that's the the proposition here. Okay, now I think it would be cool if maybe, just maybe, you have Alistair Black and Ricochet pick up the titles. You'd have to do a lot of explaining um, uh, through NXT television tapings, but 
if they picked up the titles, you could still maybe do like a whole angle where it's like Aleister Black and Ricochet cut a promo and they say, you know what, we've won the Raw Tag Team titles, we've won the Dusty Rhodes Classic, you know, now we're going to go into NXT, take over New York City, and we're going to take the NXT tag titles too. And maybe just have them fully loaded, full of silverware. Now, that might not happen. Yeah, I mean... But, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting. I always love when things like that happen. Raw raw tag title champs, Mm -hmm. raw tag champs versus NXT tag champs, I think that would be a huge payoff. And, I mean, you could find a way to maybe work within it. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you have uh, some interference by the Undisputed Era. Um, maybe they make it a three-way tag match at that mm. point, uh, an impromptu three-way tag match, yeah. and maybe Undisputed Era wins the tag titles that way. There you go. But, I don't know, I feel like they have to have some kind of payoff for Aleister Black and Ricochet to to, uh, to leave on a great note with NXT fans. They NXT really prides themselves on making sure that their top guys like Ricochet and Aleister Black leave NXT and their fans on a really good note. Yeah, I, and I, I like your idea of of, uh, of the send-off for them with that, that triple threat tag match. I think that'd be a really cool way for them to, you know, technically have yeah. held both uh, of of the belts, but yeah. then also still be able to move on to the main roster without too much of a fuss. Right. You know, um, that's like best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, we got to remember that some of this main roster stuff is not... Best case scenario. It's not best case scenario. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, we're fantasy booking here, folks. Right, we're not, right. We're, we're not going to say this is absolutely what's going to happen. Right, right. I mean, so what would you say is the most likely scenario in this match here? Because we've got three great teams. I th- I think the Revival are owed one at this point. I, yeah. and And I would probably see them maybe pinning Bobby Roode. To maybe to me, he seems like the weak link out of the six guys. Yeah, um, I would pretty much agree with that. Uh, I see Revival retaining here. Um, I think it's a little too early for uh, Black and Ricochet to be given the titles. They've just made their yep. debut. Yep. It's very, very soon after. And especially, you know, Dash Wilder, Scott Donsa, Dawson, Chad Gable, Bobby Roode. These guys are all already established, very talented guys. Yep. And it's kind of a weird look to be like, all right, here's these new guys. Bam! All all you old schoolers, you don't get a title anymore, and and these these new guys are the the hot shit, you know. No, I mean, but oh, that's, excuse but, me, but, I try not to cuss on here. But Sorry. but that's but that's sudden impact though, right? Like it's like, oh, okay, you guys, the you guys fans, you guys need to take these guys seriously. Yeah, right. Like these guys are just came on the roster a month ago, and now they're already taking gold. Yeah. Uh, do do you still want the revival to work for you though? You know, I mean. <laughs> if we're staying in canon here, yeah. I do recall me predicting the revival going to AEW at some point. Yeah. So no. Um I do see the revival probably probably more likely than not are going to are going to retain mm-hmm. the titles today. Um or Fastlane rather. Um but um if if it was me, I would probably put Alistair Black and Ricochet over. Just based on the scenarios that you and I have talked about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, like I said, I, I, Revival are most likely going to walk away. I, I think it'd be a cool dynamic if um, there there's some kind of tomfoolery with Aleister Black and Ricochet, and, and maybe they're not in the ring yeah. while this happens. Um, but uh, either of the Revival, either Dash or Scott, uh, will pin Bobby Roode, and then 
have something where Aleister Black and Ricochet feel cheated out of the match. You know, Ooh. they weren't they weren't a part of the ending, and you know, we we never got you you didn't beat us basically. You know, telling the revival you didn't oh, beat us. Oh yeah, and, and have that possibly lead to a rematch at WrestleMania. Ooh ooh, I like where your head's at. Yeah. So you could potentially do uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet still win the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Mm-hmm. They still face War Machine. Maybe they lose at NXT TakeOver New York City. But the next night uh, at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. they take on the Revival in a really awesome match and win the titles. Absolutely. I think we figured it out, Steven. I think so, too. Awesome. Hey. I think we need to uh, <laughs> I think we need to be writers. Hey. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I, I, I will point out. I have sent applications, <laughs> so so uh, if anybody's listening, you know, I would love to write for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm sure Stephen would too. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Just gotta buy some coats for old Stamford, Connecticut. I weather. thought you said buy some Coke. But yeah, let's buy some Coke, Stephen. Like like Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I prefer it in cans, personally. Yeah, that's the only or, way. Or glass bottles. Glass bottles. Yeah, I mean cans are the only way though, because they get they get colder. True. Than, than the, the, plastic. the plastic or the glass. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> um, so there's three matches left on the card, and it's going to be hard to decipher which one of these is going to come next, but I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark based on um, WWE's recent booking decisions, and I'm going to say that the Daniel Bryan-Kevin Owens match will probably be next. Yep. Um, this will be an interesting match here for a lot of reasons yeah. um, I know that we are in the midst of Kofi Mania right now uh, this, Kofi wasn't even on Smackdown this past week and the fans were wanting Kofi mm-hmm. so um, you know WWE played it pretty smart by maybe distancing that off a little bit uh, but um, I think what we have here is um, a very interesting feud nonetheless. I think Vince played it very well in knowing that we saved Kofi for Mania, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Let's still give the fans something interesting here for Fastlane. Yeah. And he's given us the return of Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Now, on screen, this is a very strange dynamic to me. I feel kind of conflicted over this because we have Vince, who's playing this character who changes his mind or changes what uh he overrides rather yeah. maybe what Steph and um uh, Shane and Triple H want to do mm-hmm. uh and he's like well I'm going I'm going I'm going to put Kevin Owens here in the main event I'm the man I'm the man yeah yeah so he uh so Vince deliberately replaced Kofi Kingston uh with Kevin Owens who made his return um uh, Kevin Owens is now using the uh stunner as his finishing move this is so strange it's so strange. It's very odd, um, especially if you're a fan of a certain age or if you've been watching for an extended amount of time. Um, uh, I only know of Stone Cold Steve Austin using a stone cold, uh, using a stunner as a yeah. finisher. Yeah, um, I wasn't aware that the stunner was a move that was not the Stone Cold stunner. Right. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, you have to go. You have to be pretty. Um, uh, what's the right word here? Uh, you have to be pretty well versed in your wrestling to maybe find uh, somebody else who's used a stunner before. Uh, but I mean, nonetheless, it's 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 a unique move. Um, I can see their reasoning behind this 
maybe they believe the pop-up power bomb is too much of a um, uh, too complex of a finisher, or maybe requires too much setup mm-hmm. for somebody to uh, uh, actually uh, uh, reasonably or believably pull off. Uh, but I like the pop-up power bomb. Not to say I don't like Kevin Owens using a stunner. I mean, if he uses it well, over time I'm going to get used to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And we discussed this earlier, too. Yeah. It's such an iconic move. Right. That, in my opinion, that needs to be locked away, and it needs to be only for that person. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it really is an iconic move. It's almost like, and you don't you don't even really see it in the indies all that much mm-hmm. either. Like you don't see people in the indies using a stone cold stunner, right? Hardly ever at all. I mean, that's why most people call it a stone cold stunner. You you almost never hear anybody just say, "Oh, it's a stunner." Yeah, it's always a stone. Like that cold even stunner. sounds weird. Yeah. Like, oh, we hit him with a stunner. Yeah. Like I have to hesitate for a second. Yeah. Because it's just such an iconic move. Well, and and. Yeah, like we did talk about before, and forgive me if you haven't paid enough attention already. Steve and I do a lot of talking off of the microphone. Yes, yeah, you know, we so, do. Yeah, so we 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 do continue to have these conversations <laughs> without you guys. But sorry, it's okay. Yeah, we apologize. Uh, but uh, I mean, can you can you think of anybody out there who's using a rock bottom? No, uh, I mean I can't. Nope. Is there anybody else who's used um, uh, a, a choke slam recently as a finisher? Yeah, or an attitude adjustment, or a, or a um, uh, or a tombstone pile driver, uh, or a pedigree in 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 WWE. Right, I mean, there's people probably who use yeah, or a pedigree. Yeah, I mean the, I mean it's just of it's, all of of all of the sacred moves yeah. that you could give to Kevin Owens. I mean, you give him the stunner. Stunner, it's, it just doesn't make sense. But to me. I, I, I do like the fact that Kevin Owens can hit it out of anywhere. Well, because he's Kevin Owens and he, he's extremely talented. Right. And you know, whatever move they wanted to give him, or whatever move he wanted mm-hmm. to take, or, or mm-hmm. whatever it was, I don't know whose decision right. it was to have him start doing it. Um, you know, he was going to be able to pull it off no matter what, right. because he's Kevin Owens. But it's not even. The way he sells it—that's the problem. It's just the fact that he's doing it at all, right? We we're very passionate about this stunner move, and you know what? I, hey, maybe over time I'll get used to it. But yeah, um, I mean, as for now, uh, I mean, uh, Kevin Owens, Dana Bryan—it'll be a good match. Yeah, um, I think that the fans will definitely still be wanting Kofi. Yeah, he's nowhere on this card. Uh, so they're they're really saving Kofi for uh, for Mania. Like they yeah. really want you to you know get to that that fever pitch level of Kofi Mania, and then well, you give it give you what you want. So with with Vince coming out and and taking Kofi out of the match, putting Kevin in, uh, now you have uh, an opponent in the match who's very heavily backed by Vince, and Vince does a lot of uh, booking decisions and things right. like that. Do you think? Because uh, I think Daniel Bryan will retain here. Do, do you I, think um, that this will possibly lead to a triple threat at WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Kofi? It's possible. Um, I I don't know how we get there, but I definitely think it could be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get to a point maybe where it might be a little bit problematic if you do another triple threat, yeah. like for a major title. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say it couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, the way I see this playing out is Daniel Bryan will probably uh, get a little bit of assistance uh, from the outside. Maybe Luke Harper finally returns. I keep bringing it up, but it still hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, but you do you do have Rowan at ringside. Uh, they're calling him the Big Redwood now. Uh, so that sounds vaguely sexual. Well, he's 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 very tall. You see, I mean, he and he's he is, got this he, very big red beard. Mm-hmm. So they call him the Big Redwood. I don't I don't like them talking about his big wood. Hey, hey, uh, Stephen, this no. is a family show. Uh, excuse me, sorry. That's okay. Uh, but but uh, uh, <laughs> you, you know I I, I I I I agree with you. Daniel Bryan's going to win uh, this match here. I believe uh, maybe via shenanigans. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, possibly setting up maybe um, uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Kevin Owens versus Kofi. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind though, this past SmackDown, uh, I believe Mustafa Ali came back and helped make the save. From Kevin Owens getting a beat down, mm. uh, so maybe it's a four way. Maybe you have a four way match: Mustafa Ali, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens. Hell, you know what? Let's make it a ladder match at Mania. All four men in a ladder match. Kofi climbs the ladder, pulls down the belt. Everybody erupts. Kofi celebrates with the New Day, and he rides on a wave of pancakes back to the back. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. that sounds absolutely fantastic. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it'd be a wonderful idea, and it, and it would play off all four men. Yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan has competed in plenty of ladder matches, so has Kevin Owens, uh, and then you've got Kofi Kingston and Mustafa Ali, who are brilliant aerial artists. Yeah, why not make it a four way ladder match? I think that'd be brilliant. That would be really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, that's that's what I see happening. Um, but uh, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm picking Daniel Bryan to go over uh, here in this match at least. Yeah. Moving right along, that uh, <laughs> we've got uh, the Shield reunited for one last ride, as they said. Oh, so you think that one's coming up? I'm gonna say that's gonna be second to last. Uh, I don't see this. Uh, I see this match being the main event specifically because Roman's in it. Fair play. No. I mean, like I said, it's real 50-50 yeah. between this match here, where it's the it's the Shield reuniting for one last time, versus Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. So that one could be second to last, uh, or or um, we could have Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch in this uh, second to last spot. I, I, I'm only going with the Shield and the, the other three big guys uh, in this spot here simply because of what I could see happening with the women's match closing the show. Gotcha. But, uh, with that said, you know, we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Just so we can at least cover it here. Um, So, they really fit about a month's worth of story into one Raw with them trying to get the the shield back together. Yeah. It opened with Roman asking Seth, hey, I need a favor from you. Seth was like, hey, you know, I'll give you that match with Brock, you know, if that's what you want. Like, that was almost the implication. But he was like, no, 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 we need to get the band back together one more time. Yeah. So Seth spent the whole Raw trying to make amends with Dean, and Dean was not receptive to it. And then, and then of course, you know, uh, Elias comes out, who Dean's been feuding with, and Elias yeah. hits Dean with a guitar. Um, you know, so that sets up a match between Dean and Elias on Raw. This is all in one episode, This by is the one way. episode of Raw, um, yeah. So Dean loses to Elias, and then... 
you know, uh, Seth and Roman come out and try and encourage Dean. Hey, we need to do this all together, man. You know, they kept calling each other brother. And, like 50 million times. Yeah, you know, like, you know, I mean, all they needed was, like, some some Hulkamania shirts. Yeah. That'd be great. Brother. Brother. <laughs> uh, so, and then uh, Dean's like, you know, screw this. I don't want to be a part of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. He walks off through the crowd. Baron Corbin and uh, the, the the beef machines, Drew McIntyre and, and Bobby Lashley come out. That's a lot of beef. That's a lot of beef. Um, uh, so they come out and they cut a promo saying how they were going to challenge the Shield, but they were too weak. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, they come out and um, you know start doing a beatdown on Reigns and Rollins. Wasn't looking good. Yep. And Dean's in the crowd. The camera's panning back and forth between the ring and between Dean Ambrose freaking out in the crowd. Yeah. And, and then finally Dean snaps and runs, you know, back to the ring. And, you know, they the shield stand tall and clear out all the guys. And then Roman and Seth put their fists out. Yeah. And then Dean's all conflicted again. Yep. And then he finally he relents, puts his fist in the middle too. And the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. Yeah. Yeah. All in one episode of Raw. Yeah, it was pretty nuts, <sighs> honestly. I'm um, exhausted just explaining it. Yeah, honestly. Um, <laughs> some of the promos that, that they were cutting there, and Newsflash, we talked about this earlier, um, some of the promos that they were cutting were just crazy, crazy, like, uh, cringy, in, in my opinion. Uh, specifically, the first promo uh, yeah. that Romans and Rollins cut together. Um, they were just calling each other brother in every single sentence. It it came off as, and I used this metaphor earlier, it came off as two 12-year-olds who knew each other their entire life, and yeah. one of them was moving away. Right, right. That's but, what it sounded yeah, like, like. Like Roman being the big brother. Who's exactly. Like, I'm going into the arm of Seth, and I'm not going to see you for a long time. I don't know when the next time I'm going to see you again is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... But that, that's that's where all those heavy implications of like, and I feel like this is this is Vince's way of writing or explaining. Hey, Dean's probably not going to be around for too much. I feel like a lot of this was pointed in Dean's direction. Hey, yeah. we're do the Shield needs to ride for one final time. Yeah, this kind of verbiage here, and I think they. I mean, it's it's masked behind obviously these uh, kind of some stuff that Roman was saying is uh, uh you know. You know, you never know, you know, what tomorrow's going to bring. And, you know, obviously with him coming back from his leukemia, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, he's kind of in a certain mental mode right now uh, where he feels that way. And I think that, that is, that's portrayed on air uh, pretty overtly. But, I mean, if you follow kind of what's going on with Dean Ambrose's own situation, I feel like that was very much directed at Dean. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need to do this one last time before you leave, because you know we don't know if we're ever going to do another shield thing again. So do it yeah. one last time for the crowd. Um, with that said, I would really like it if this match was a no DQ match. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the shield matches are great if they're no DQ. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how that turns out. Um, maybe they'll announce it on the fly. Actually, when Fastlane is on air, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like you know, quick change of plans. This is a no DQ match. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, uh, with that said, um, I do see the Shield going over. Yeah, but I also see Dean Ambrose turning on Roman Reigns. Mm. 
I feel like that would be something that would be a great sending off for Dean Ambrose if this is indeed his last WrestleMania. This makes the most logical sense. It also uh, props up Roman Reigns as not only a, a baby face, but a very sympathetic and strong baby face. Yeah. Uh, as which, a, I mean, as if the leukemia wasn't enough. Yeah, as, as, I mean, yeah, honestly. Right. right. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, but um, I, I do feel like uh, that would be a, a great blow-off. And a lot of the things that Dean said uh, about Roman um, in that span of time where, while Roman was gone, you know, it, it's a, this is a way of blowing off all that heat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. I mean, that would be a great addition to maybe the, this whole Triple H Batista angle that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, then you have the Rousey Flair and possible Becky Lynch uh, triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of of different big angles and situations that you could have going into Mania if you have Dean uh, 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 turn on Roman. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a that's a big match, Dean versus Roman. Where would that leave? Seth, though. I mean, Seth's going to be facing Brock. Oh, true. Yeah. True. He's, he's got that new... His new shirt's sick, by the way. Is it? I have, I have it on pre-order right now. It's, mm. It says Beast Slayer. Oh, nice. It's got some swords crossing on it. Right on. I mean, uh, somebody asked him on Twitter, they're like, hey, is this a spoiler? Are you going to beat Brock Lesnar? And he's like, it's not... He's, it's, it's a shirt, a, bro. It's, well, A, it's a shirt, and B, it's a promise, he said. Dang, yeah, okay. Like, I'm promising to beat... Oh, snap. To beat Lesnar. So... All right, All right Rollins. He's got, he's got some cojones. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, I do see the Shield winning, and maybe Seth is like, whoa, what are you doing, Dean? Why are you attacking Roman? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, but Dean's the one with the chair this time. Last time it was Seth with the chair, and mm-hmm. this time it's Dean. And he's All just right. putting everybody away with that chair. Um, and then, in my mat, in my mind, this match, will cl- uh, this next match will close the show, because mm-hmm. it has the heaviest implications here. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Stipulation: If Becky wins, she will be added back into the WWE Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. In most people's mind, that match would close WrestleMania 35. Uh, WrestleMania 35, excuse me. Yeah. So, um, I see this as being a great back-and-forth match. Charlotte and Becky always put on classics. Uh, So... This is going to be, I would say, probably a good 20, 25-minute match if done properly. Um, uh, there would be a lot of dynamics to it. The thing with the uh, stipulation here is it's very open-ended. Okay, like it, it leads me almost to believe that there could be some more Ronda Rousey involvement. Mm. Now, if you didn't watch Raw... Uh, Ronda Rousey comes out at the end of Raw after a whole... Fiery. Fiery. Yeah. The whole night leading up to the last segment, they were talking about how uh, Ronda Rousey abdicated the title, you know, the the week before. She laid the title down at Stephanie's feet, and she's yeah. abdicating the title. They were using that word a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they proposed that Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch... We're, we're going to be at the fast lane main event for the title. Right. And then right at the very end, Rousey comes back 
and they go back on all of that stuff that they were saying all night about this being the fast lane main event for the yeah. title. So it's like what? Like yeah, it was very strange. Very very strange. So they gave the title right back to Ronda, mm-hmm. and then R- Rousey cuts this this really fiery promo where she uh, she kind of shoots for a minute and is like, you know what? I, you know, I'm really tired of of you know the reception that I'm getting from the crowd. You booed me in Los Angeles at the Staples Center, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that kind of shtick. Uh, so. Rousey's in full heel mode, and oh, yeah. and and she's uh, she would give a very brutal beat down to Becky. Yeah, it was yeah, so, it was pretty bad. <laughs> well, and, she, and and the pump kick that she gave to to Charlotte was pretty brutal as well. Yeah, made made Charlotte think twice, literally, about coming back into yeah. the ring. <laughs> Charlotte was on the apron. She looked in, and then she's like, "Ah, no, nah. peace, I'm out." Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you know. I do see there being a possibility where Rousey interferes in this match, and it's key to note here that Becky was the one that um, Ronda beat down the most, and Becky's the one that Ronda wants back in this match. Yeah. It's also worth noting, Charlotte's had hardly any involvement or contact against Ronda herself, mm-hmm. so... Despite being in the talks of the of this of right. this road to WrestleMania pretty much the entire time. Right. Absolutely. I think it's possible to see one of two things. Mm-hmm. I think you, I know where you're going with this. You could see Ronda come in and force a DQ by beating the ever-loving tar out of Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, which would, I mean, I guess technically that would actually disqualify Becky. Yeah, so I guess uh. she could come out and, like, she punch could, Becky once just to get her into the right. Just could, to get her into the WrestleMania yeah, she, match. She, she come back out and yeah, actually beat up Becky. No, that's 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 actually even better. Yeah, but so she she beats up Becky and then beats up Charlotte. But it'd be even better if she doesn't even beat up Becky, but just almost just like lays a hand on her. You know, yeah, just, just to say that there's her. interference. Yeah, but then but then she really goes after Charlotte, Charlotte. or both because, or both or both. You know, I mean, or uh, you still have Ronda come out, and maybe there's like a ref bump, mm. and Ronda like smashes Charlotte with the belt and slaps on an arm bar and everything, and just really lays, you know, uh, Charlotte to waste. Because we are talking about a Becky Lynch who's going to be on one leg. I don't know how long of a match this is going to be or how they're going to exactly work it. If yeah. they do this brilliantly, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but you could have it just be like Becky's getting beaten down, and then finally Ronda comes out, not to really help Becky, but more or less to bring her back in the match because Becky's really the one that Ronda wants to face. Yeah, yeah. So I do see ultimately Becky Lynch either winning it right straight up mm-hmm. or somehow getting her work back in here, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ronda Rousey's the one standing tall at the end of the night. Yeah, no, honestly, I think it would be, uh, I mean, you. there's really no way to have this be a real match with the injury that Becky currently has. Right. Um, and so it's probably going to be some kind of uh, slight replay of the, the Corbin-Strowman match at TLC where it's not really a match. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, um, possibly, for but sure. But I think it would make the most sense to have Ronda come out just... Lay the smacketh down on Becky for a little bit. Lay mm-hmm. the smacketh down on 
on Charlotte for a little bit, and then, like you said, be the the one standing tall at the end, leading up to WrestleMania. Right. No, I I just think that you have to give Charlotte and Ronda some reason to also dislike each other. Mm. Like, like I feel like like a lot of the animosity in this lead up to WrestleMania is very one sided. It's very much Ronda and Becky really dislike each other. Becky and Charlotte really dislike each other, but Charlotte and Ronda, besides Ronda pump-kicking Charlotte, which, to be honest, Charlotte didn't seem to care too much. Yeah, she, you know? just, she, just, wouldn't, she just didn't want to get involved. Right. But there's really not any animosity between those two, so I want to see that, that being fleshed out here, too. Give all three women reasons to dislike each other. I mean, if you do uh, have Ronda come out at the end and... and uh, have Charlotte win via DQ with Ronda beating Becky up. That is kind of uh, depending on how you build it and, and how you write you, for you it. You mean the opposite way, Becky? Becky winning via DQ via DQ, right? Um, you could have that depending on how you write it. Uh, have Charlotte be upset with Ronda for that because yep, you know it, it should have been it should have been me and you. But but you had to come in and ruin everything and add yep. Becky back in. Yep. And it it is kind of a uh kind of a weak storyline a little bit, but depending on how you play it, it could work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that if done correctly, you could really make this a really great match. Or you could make it mean you know, uh a very little and make it be an overwritten segment. There's it's a fine line, but I think that uh ultimately I trust them. Just enough to pull this one yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, there, there's enough talent in the ring and on the mic to make it work. Awesome. So, well, and we're gonna try and do a recap show asap. Yeah. Um, uh, once this show goes off air, so uh, stay tuned, listeners. Uh, we have uh, one of the things that we've been working on recently, and why it's been taking us so long to get back to you guys. Uh, we've we've got another computer on the way, so we'll have a third. Uh, recording site that will actually we'll start doing most of the recording there mm-hmm. um, uh, at my house once it's all set up. Uh, so um, uh, hopefully we can, uh, if the computer makes it in time, we'll do a, a recap show right as uh, Fastlane goes off air. Mm-hmm. And uh, our good buddy Chase uh, uh, should be joining us too. Yes. So that would be very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I would say this overall looks like a really solid card. I'm really pleased with how it's fleshed out, even though they did a lot of this on the fly. It seems A lot of it seems a bit rushed, um, but, yeah. uh, I mean, this should still be a, a decent quality pay-per-view. No, for sure. Um, so, uh, the the moment has finally come. Aha! We're, we are going to present Fantasy Warfare 2018-2019. Woohoo! Uh, uh, so, to kind of go over the brackets... And, of course, I have posted this to Twitter. So if you want to check out the bracket, again, you need to follow us at Headlock Talk. Again, that's uh, at Headlock Talk, and you can find the bracket here. I've already posted it. I'll, I'll pin it as well if it helps you guys. So that way you have a shortcut to seeing this. Um, uh, but, nonetheless, uh, I'm going to kind of go over uh, what we have right now. Um, as the brackets, and we're going to actually cover the bottom half here, and I'll, I'll give you guys um, those matchups here momentarily. Uh, just a quick note, um, there are going to be some people who are upset as to why or why not uh, their favorite wrestler is not involved. 
Um, so uh, there are some crucial names that have um, uh, missed out. Uh, maybe like Volter, who has made a huge splash with Progress. Um, they've also, um, uh, as well as uh, in NXT UK, um, he's been Progress champion for a long, long time. Uh, and I hope to talk more about Progress because it's a, it's a promotion that I'm really excited for uh, and really excited about. They're putting up great matches all the time. Mm. Um, so uh, I'll talk more about Progress in the future. But uh, Volter missed out on making the, the the bracket this year. Adam Cole is another guy who just missed out. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there are some other names. So, uh, guys, if I've missed something, again, please uh, write us either on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Or you can also email us, um, headlocktalk at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget, when you get to Twitter, don't forget to hit that uh, that subscribe button or follow button. Yeah. Uh, we'd certainly, uh, certainly uh, like to hear back from you guys. Uh, so, uh, the bracket, uh, the top of the bracket that, mm-hmm. we're, that we are going to cover on next episode, yep. uh, we have Finn Balor versus Aleister Black. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be great. I mean, all of these matches are just fantastic. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins versus Cody. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Tommaso Ciampa. And uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. So that's going to be on next week's episode. You can, again, check out this bracket Mm -hmm. on our Twitter page. But tonight we have a whole other set of matches here on the lower side of the bracket. So, on the lower side, we have Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, Pete Dunne versus Ricochet, and AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Again, these are the top 16 from 2018-2019, in our opinion. And again, this is random. This is random. That AJ Styles-Daniel Bryan match. Was not on purpose. No, we but it worked out completely by accident, and neither was the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho match. Yeah, we weren't trying to, you know, uh, you know, do this on purpose. Mm. Obviously, again, this is completely at random. But this is how the lower half of the bracket shaked out. Yeah. So uh, the way that this is going to work is we're going to analyze um, how each participant's 2018 uh, and 2019 has been. We're going to talk about their upsides, their downsides. And uh, kind of uh, figure out how a match between these competitors would play out, and who ultimately, in our opinion, would win that match yep. if we were going to be booking it. So, without further ado, let's just kind of get right down into it here. Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano. Yes. Now this match has already actually happened. Right. Right. Um, Johnny Gargano is, to me. Um, I would say probably the best talent WWE has picked up in the last, I would say, 10 years. Mm. Um, If you follow the Wrestling Observer with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, which is one of the marquee um, uh, wrestling news outlets, um, Dave is famous for doing these uh, ratings, having this rating system that we also use here and, uh, and and Johnny Gargano has uh, more five star matches in the last I would say two three years mm-hmm. at least ones that I've rated Dave rates fairly similarly to how I rate it 
but um, uh, he, I mean, he's put on classics. Yeah, every takeover consistently. He yeah. he is Johnny Takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's going to go down as probably one of the best WWE talents of all time, even if he doesn't make a huge splash on the main roster just out of his NXT takeover NXT work alone. Absolutely, what he does on takeover. No, Johnny's coming off of a. Huge, huge 2018. Yeah. Uh, had a crazy, crazy feud with Ciampa that led to a ton of really, really great matches. Also had, uh, like you said, a couple matches with uh, uh, Adam Cole, match with Velveteen Dream. Aleister Black. Aleister Black, which that was a fantastic match as well. The match with Ricochet at NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Yeah, where, where he where he won his uh, North American title. Yep. And lost it. And, but yeah, he, he, he did lose it. Very soon afterwards, yeah. two one Mr. Velveteen Dream. Yes, yes. Um, but that being said, though, Gar- Gargano is uh, just a crazy, crazy talented competitor. Um, and like I said, huge 2018 as well. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that's not to say or discount or credit because we ha- uh, discredit because we do want to be as impartial here for you the listeners as possible. Yeah, Velveteen Dream also has a uh, a knack for ending up in these really high profile great matches too. Absolutely, uh, he he really um, it, you know rocketed uh, his career after having a match with Aleister Black a couple years ago. I think that was. In 2018, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, um, maybe 2017, perhaps the 2017 War Games pay per view, uh, War Games takeover, takeover War Games 2017. Yeah, that was with him and Alistair Black. Okay, yep. Um, so that was really, really good. Um, uh, obviously, I mean, the halftime heat one that also involved Johnny Gargano. Oh, man. He yeah. uh, he was great there. Uh, Velveteen Dreams had great matches with Ricochet. Uh, Velveteen Dreams had great matches with. Uh, Johnny Gargano himself, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, Velveteen Dream is one of those guys where um, you know his in-ring talent is undeniable. Yeah. He, he's fantastic in the ring, has uh, some really really good technique and and some really cool spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with his like flying elbow. I forget what they call it. Uh, it's one of his finishers. I yeah, think. yeah, the, the the big elbow drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he has some really cool finishers. Um, the one thing about Dream, though. I think that he has over almost everyone on the NXT roster is he is the best on the mic. Yeah, his charisma is off the charts. Off the charts. And, and I would even put him above, uh, in terms of mic work yeah. specifically, I would almost even put him above the likes of Ricochet or oh, yeah. or Johnny Gargano. You know, uh, Velveteen Dream's mic work is just amazing there, there's something very magnetic about velveteen dream absolutely and, and and his mic work his charisma there's just something that draws you to him mm-hmm. when you see him on the screen yeah um, and i think that's that's part of the reason why he tends to find himself in these huge uh impact matches you know yes absolutely i would say between these two they actually probably share their best match with the same person for mm-hmm. all of 2018 um uh, and, well, in 2019, for that yeah. matter, both of them had amazing matches with Tommaso Ciampa. Yes, um, and I I think that for the most part, um, that's probably going to go down as Velveteen Dream's best match to date. Mm-hmm. 
uh, is the one that he had against Tommaso Ciampa. I would agree with that up uh, to this point. Yeah, d- d- I mean, despite him now being the current North American champ. Yeah. Right? Now, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny did not win any championship gold in 2018. So that goes against him a little bit, but he did win the North American title in a fantastic match against yeah. Ricochet yeah. Uh, at TakeOver Phoenix. Um, so when it comes down to it, Steven... Who do you got here? Well, you got. I mean, like I said, Gargano won the title, yeah, against Ricochet, and then Velveteen Dream took it right off him. So this is real fifty-fifty. It, yeah, it is really fifty-fifty. Um, the these are these two guys are in my top five of my of my favorite wrestlers at the moment. Yep. Um, if I did have to pick someone though, I'm gonna have to go with Gargano, unfortunately. Yeah. Specifically because. The one thing, uh, these guys are so even in terms of mic work, in terms of, uh, you know, ring talent and everything like that. But Gargano has the technicality. Yeah. And Velveteen does not. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, I mean, there's nothing to apologize about. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that, and, and I mean, uh, you guys as listeners, uh, if you aren't watching NXT on a weekly basis, go back and watch this max match from the NXT tapings that they just had yeah. where Velveteen Dream won the title, right? Um, you know, they they put on an amazing match and I don't see um, if I don't see a way where this match would go any differently, mm-hmm. perhaps, than the way that they had it at the NXT tapings. Yeah. But I definitely do see Gargano being the one that would win out if you had a 10 match series Gargano's going to win more times out of 10 yeah. than yeah. Velveteen would on average on average yeah, for sure um, so um, that and you have to like I said you look at the body of work that Gargano has uh, his 2018 was huge it, mm-hmm. it started with an amazing match with um, uh, Andrade uh, you know at TakeOver Philadelphia you had an amazing slew of matches with Tommaso Ciampa yeah um, you had Great matches with uh, Alistair Black. Great match with Ricochet. Yep. I mean, to Johnny Gargano's um, amount of um, like his his record's just outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's almost like everything he touches turns to gold. You know, <laughs> hey, there you go. And, and to a certain degree, you know, uh, pretty much every match that that Gargano's been in, he's either stolen the show or been right there with the winner yeah. uh, or anything like that. Um, he, he's a big part as to why NXT normally gets more fanfare than yeah. what uh, the 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 you know uh, the following WWE show would the next day. Yeah, yeah he's a, for his, sure. His work is a big reason as to why. So, I mean, I agree with you. I'm going to go with Gargano over uh, Velveteen Dream on this one. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Johnny Gargano is the first man to advance uh-huh. in our bracket. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations, Johnny. Uh, next match up here, we have Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Uh, Another accidental uh, uh, storyline. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Another accidental storyline. Um, so, obviously, we've seen this match. Yep. Uh, the, the, you can find it at, at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, you can also can, find it in the future at Double or Nothing. You can also find it in the future at Double or Nothing. That's yeah. absolutely right. Yep. So, um, Kenny Omega won the 
first match in this series between these two guys. And I would imagine that that's probably the best move here. Kenny Omega is the best bout machine. Chris Jericho is a complete legend, though, in his own right. Mm -hmm. So, I, I again, I, I would say my gut tells me Kenny Omega would still advance between these two. Yeah. Though, Chris Jericho's body of work is so impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, what what where do you see this one? So this one is absolutely without a doubt the hardest decision for me because are we are are we taking them as they are now or are we taking them at their best at their prime? You know, because Jericho you I mean, you said it you said it best. He's a legend. Yeah. His mic work, his ring work, everything like that. He He's just an extremely talented guy and uh, someone that really understands the business and the industry and everything like that. But then Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega, and... Ken <laughs> I, I, if we are being fair to what we describe the tournament as, mm -hmm. which is this is, a, this is an overview of the 2018 up to now, yeah. um, Kenny Omega would have the upper hand. Yeah. Because he consistently not only puts on more matches, which, I mean, that's not totally 100% fair to Chris Jericho, but the quality is, is, is there in every single one of Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Kenny's yeah. matches. Now, Chris Jericho always puts on a quality match himself, but he's not doing it every night, like or, or not doing nearly as often as Kenny Omega would. Yeah. So... Just going based off of 2018, 2019, I'm going to have to go with Omega. I would as well. 100%. And now, if we were taking these these two guys' careers, like their entire career, and putting them up against each other, yeah. that's a different story. And that's a different conversation that we can have. Yeah. Uh, but if we're going just based on very recent... Uh, it would absolutely have oh, yeah. to go to Omega. No, it, yeah, if you had 2001-2002 Chris Jericho versus 2018, or 2017-2018 Kenny Omega, like that would be an amazing We'd be here for match. a while. Yeah, we'd be talking for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that as of right now, and I, again, um, this is just uh, completely based off of this being modern-day tournament, 2018-2019, mm -hmm. And, and considering in this part of Chris Jericho's career, he's more often than not the one putting over than the one getting the the, the, the rub in this case. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm I'm I would go with Kenny Omega as well. I agree. All right, so, absolutely. Well, Kenny is moving on here. Congratulations, congratulations, Kenny, and uh, you know, uh, uh, commiserations, Chris Jericho. You know. Uh, you got into the tournament. Yep. There's not a lot of names that didn't get into yep, the tournament. That's true. Be proud. Uh, I just want to say this, Jericho. I'm sorry, man. I fucking love you. Oh. <laughs> man, you are just a, a pirate today. You, know, <sighs> you got that sailor's mouth I didn't on even you. notice. Gosh, Steven. I'll, I'll see if I can put a beep in there. Uh, let's, let's try. I'll try. We'll try. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm yeah. at my own house. I'm all like... It's okay. I'm all we'll, comfortable. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put an explicit label on this one, just like they did on Straight Outta Compton. You know, cool. Be cool. Cool. Um, next Congratulations, Kenny. Next match on the card, uh, and this is another one that we've seen worked out before in the past. Yep. 
uh, th- these are actually two um, two of the finest young talents that there are on two different continents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Pete Dunne, who is uh, a British wrestling prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, versus Ricochet, who is perhaps the world's finest high flyer. Yeah. Uh, pro- class A yep. high flyer. Um, uh, that, that there are very few who can uh, even get close to his skills. For sure. Um, we have seen this match before. Yep. Um, uh, play out a few different times. <laughs> Again, this is all random. This is all random. <laughs> to the best of our ability. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, Pete Dunne and Ricochet. Very, very different styles. So mm-hmm. um, uh, Pete Dunne, uh, the thing that's very impressive, impressive with him for me is he is WWE's current longest reigning overall champion uh, as of today. Over 600 days holding the title, uh, the UK Championship. Uh, that uh, He won that off of Pete Dunne at the original NXT TakeOver Chicago show, mm. uh, which was an absolutely wonderful match. Off of Pete Dunne? Uh, Pete Dunne beat Tyler Bate. Gotcha. Yeah. Did I say Pete Dunne beat Pete Dunne? You did. He might have. That's okay, though. Hey, you know. He pinned himself. Maybe he's got some demons that yeah. he's that he's fighting against. Maybe, maybe so. Knows? You know, it's it's tough being a bruiser weight sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, Pete Dunn's a really hard hitting, stiff guy, mm-hmm. um, and it would be interesting to see how that style would counter Ricochet, who, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he was a great North American champ. Yeah, he had hundred percent. He had a. a a, a classic match where he took the title off of Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, he is really getting over on the main roster now, too. As he should be. As he should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, for for me, the, this matchup, um, it's a lot easier for me than Omega Jericho. I will say that. Okay. Uh, specifically because with Pete Dunne and Ricochet having such polar opposite styles of wrestling. Yeah. Uh I think Ricochet does his style better than Pete Dunne does his style. And so huh. and so what I mean by that is the only way that I would see Pete Dunne successfully beating Ricochet in a singles, one-on-one, no shenanigans match uh-huh. is if he's able to keep him grounded the entire match. I was about to say the same thing. And that, my good friends, is impossible. Because Ricochet is Ricochet, and good luck keeping him grounded. Right. He would have to go and take the Johnny Gargano approach mm-hmm. um, that, that, that Johnny used to get Ricochet uh, down for long enough for Johnny to take the title off. Yeah. Um, now, Pete Dunne, in his you know uh two years of being nxt uk champ he's faced a lot of different unique talent whether yeah. it's in wwe i mean he's also defended the title uh, in progress the wwe uk championship was uh, has been uh, up for grabs there before um i mean he's faced a lot of the best guys out there i do have a feeling that his tenure is gonna come up soon uh, he does have a huge match planned for NXT TakeOver New York City mm. against Walter. Yes. Um, Walter just seems like the right guy to take the title off of Pete Dunne. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing that I would 
again, put up next to Ricochet's ability and him being the best at his style is just that simple fact that Pete Dunne's held that title for so long, that UK championship. Yeah. And he he's seen so many scenarios that I feel like he would also have the experience to match what Gargano would have brought to the table against Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be a great match, though. Yes. It, to, to me, it's a real flip of the coin. Uh, so, uh, I guess, uh, Stephen, if, if, if you know who you're going to go with, I mean, go ahead and, 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 and provide your answer, because I'm going to need a second. I'm going to have to go with Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like Pete Dunne a lot. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I really like his style. Uh, you know, the, the bruiser weight, you know, with the fingers and the yeah, crazy, finger crazy suplexes and, and these the different holds that he does. He's a really technical, uh, really technical wrestler, and, and his matches are super fun to watch because of it. Mm-hmm. But Ricochet just has the technicality on another level yep. uh, in, in terms of reversals, high-flying, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. I mean... For for me, there is no way that Ricochet doesn't walk out right. beating well, Pete Dunne. And, and here's the thing, too. Both men, I think, would be great WWE champions in the future. Oh, absolutely. I, I, could, I could see absolutely. both of them. I could see both of them being heavyweight champ in the future. Uh, uh, more likely than not, I see Ricochet in that spot. Yeah. Not only sooner, but also more often. Yeah. I think Ricochet's an absolute star that they could, the WWE could put a, a rocket on his back and mm-hmm. really take off with him. He could be uh, a, a top guy, a top face, alongside Roman Reigns, or even somebody who could exceed that popularity yeah. if given the chance. And, and not that this has... Uh, too much to do with the actual match itself, right? But um, not very many people come close to Ricochet's mic work. Ricochet's a pretty good mic uh, worker as well. Yeah, he really connects with the crowd. He's a very yeah. personable kind of guy. Absolutely. Whereas you don't really hear Pete Dunne talking too much, at least in front of a WWE audience. Yeah. I've heard him cut some really good promos in progress. But again, that's not an uh, that's not an avenue that's safe for all audiences. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Pete Dunne is a uh, when it comes to WWE and more uh, more exposed viewing perhaps is a guy who leaves a lot of his work in the ring um, as opposed to the mic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we're kind of taking a different approach than what we would have in the Gar- uh, in the um, uh, Gargano Velveteen Dream Match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you on Ricochet going over on Pete Dunne here. Um, but I think it's real dicey. Any any one of either one of these guys could beat the other one on any given day. For sure. So I, I think we're in agreement here. We're gonna go with Pete. Uh, we're gonna go with Ricochet. Yeah. Over Pete Dunn. Um, right on. Uh, Pete Dunn is gonna be uh, joining Tyler Bate. Uh, you know, here in the uh, the relegation seat here. But yeah. again, this is something I could see us doing every year. So you Absolutely. know, hey, there's always 2019, 2020 for Pete Dunn, for sure. Tyler Bate, Walter. Adam Cole, mm-hmm. you know, so these are some names that we could expect to see some of our favorite wrestling names uh, in next year's edition of the tournament. But uh, we're going to go with Ricochet today, um, uh, so he'll be advancing on along with Kenny Omega and Johnny Gargano. So, to, oh man, to wrap, we, we got that uh, that Omega Gargano match we were talking about. 
Yeah, we. <laughs> uh, so we, if you're following the bracket, and I'll post another picture of it here soon, guys. But we're gonna have Gargano and Omega on one and one match on this side of the bracket here, and we'll talk about that one Barbara. in the next few uh, episodes, yeah. I'm sure. Um, so to close out this end of the bracket, uh, and, and to close out our episode. Uh, we're going to talk about a match that, in my opinion, has been a little bit overplayed recently. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it does feel like a classic. Uh, and that's because it is. These are uh, You've got, in one corner, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. Phenomenal one, yeah. Versus the new Daniel Bryan. And specifically the, the new Daniel Bryan. Because right. this is the 2018-2019 bracket. Exactly. Now, he wasn't... Always the new Daniel Bryan in 2018-2019. Right. But I feel like ever he, ever since he, he flipped that switch and became new again, yeah. uh, that, that that's, something has happened. He's had great ma- He had a great match with Brock Lesnar. Mm. He had some really great matches with AJ, who he took the title off of. You know, uh, he he's uh, going to have... A great match against Kevin Owens. He had an awesome performance inside the Elimination Chamber. Yes, absolutely. Um, and more likely than not, he'll be the defending champ when it comes time to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Seems like it. Seems like it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit also about the guy who Daniel Bryan took the title off of here in AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, world-renowned name. Absolutely. No, definitely. Former leader of the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew him. Uh, I first heard of him when he was in TNA. Me that, as, that's where me I know as, him from. Me as well. Yeah, that's that's where I first heard the name AJ Styles. Um, they have uh, AJ and Daniel have faced many times over the years and Ring of Honor, uh, WWE now, um, all through the Independence when they were both independent uh, wrestlers. I mean, we've seen this match quite a few times over the past few months. Yeah, um, especially over the last few months. I mean, yeah. these guys on their given day can put up an absolute classic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed their match from TLC. I don't think that you were that big of a fan of that match, if I don't, if, if I recall correctly. Rather slow for me, it, 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 it if is I a, recall. It is a bit more meticulous, yeah. especially AJ getting a little bit older. Mm. He's going to a more technical-based uh, style. He still does a lot of the high-flying, like the phenomenal forearm, yeah. the Pele kick, that kind of thing. But he's not doing all these like corkscrew, yeah, you know, moon salts and this kind of thing that he used to in his younger TNA in the, days. In the Indies and TNA days, yeah. yeah. Dan, Daniel Bryan is also a lot more of a safe worker now, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, his uh, his issues uh, that he's had. Um, I just feel like the stronger case is made for Daniel Bryan being the better wrestler. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ was a great champion, and he held that belt for over a, uh, yeah, about a year, about a year, because uh, he he took the title off of Jinder Mahal before Survivor Series yep. and faced Brock Lesnar um, in 2017, and then Daniel Bryan beat him for the title at the same you know uh, event, a, a SmackDown before Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you? Do you think you would go with Daniel Bryan for this? I'm, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan personally. Okay. I mean, so, uh, I mean, unless you can make a great argument for AJ Styles, I'm willing well, to hear. So it, I agree with you, but there's a caveat. 
okay? Uh, I do think that uh, currently, as it stands right now with both of these superstars, I do think that Brian would finish out this match. However, I do want to point out, I do not agree with Brian being the more competent wrestler. Uh, just because mm. with, with AJ Styles... Interesting. There, AJ Styles has his own style to me. You know, he he's very, very technical, but he's he also hits really hard when he needs to and flies re- really well when he needs to. He has submissions when he needs to. It he He's one of those guys that he is the wrestler that the situation calls for. And Ooh. so, and that's what I really, really like about AJ Styles. However, the new Daniel Bryan right. would beat AJ Styles, in my opinion, specifically because of... Um, and I know we're kind of getting into more of the the kayfabe, like the, the fakeness yeah. of it, but with the hey, new... Hey, hey, you don't use that F word, sir. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, uh, with... <laughs> With the new Daniel Bryan, uh, that character that he plays yeah. uh, is a lot more resilient and, and would be able to put up with all of the punishment that Styles would be able to put out. And I think Daniel Bryan is able to go to a place where AJ's not willing to go. For sure. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, I think Daniel has that key in him. Uh, to, to take that next step. Mm-hmm. Now, I will 100% agree with what you said about AJ Styles because if you think about a lot of the talent that's out there now, mm-hmm. Ricochet, Will Ospreay, uh, Kota Ibushi probably yep. even, uh, a lot of the guys that you see on this list, Kenny Omega, um, a lot of these guys are probably very heavily influenced by what they saw AJ Styles doing. Absolutely. It, on the indie scene in TNA, mm-hmm. I I think that he's probably the far more influential wrestler yeah. than Daniel Bryan is. Now that's not to say that people aren't influenced by Daniel Bryan. Right, right. You've got guys like Zack Saber Jr. who are uh, first top class submission wrestlers. Oh, absolutely. Because of guys like Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. um, and I can see direct comparisons with Zack Saber Jr. Another guy who should be in this tournament, but again, we're trying to make the tournament. Smaller this time yeah, around. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan just simply for me had the bigger year. Yeah. AJ cooled off significantly in 2018, whereas Daniel Bryan really scorched in 2018, and and that's carrying up through today as he is the current champion. Absolutely, and and he's having, in my opinion. Uh, one of the one of the best championship runs currently mm-hmm. uh, in in WWE, in WWE as a whole. So I 100% agree. I would I would have to go with Brian. All right. So uh, it's unanimous between uh, Stephen and I. Daniel Bryan is moving on uh, to the next round of the tournament. So congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Uh, so as of right now. The four men who have advanced in the lower side of the bracket are Johnny Gargano, who will face Kenny Omega, and you also have Ricochet versus Daniel Bryan. Oh man, both of those matches are are six star out of five 
possibility. <laughs> like, they're both gonna be great. They're both gonna be great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so on next episode, when mm-hmm. we do the recap for Fastlane, we're going to do the top side of the bracket. So. Um, just again to recap what those matches are going to look like again we have Finn Balor versus Aleister Black Seth Rollins versus Cody Will Ospreay versus Tommaso Ciampa and Kota Ibushi versus Kazuchika Okada so all of those are going to be great as well so uh, stay tuned you guys I, we sincerely appreciate your patience while we've been on a little delay here uh, while we've kind of reworked everything but uh, don't forget visit us on Twitter shoot us some questions on Twitter we again are at, at Headlock Talk again that's at Headlock Talk you can find us there yep. hit, hit that follow button uh, and, and reach out to us um, if you have questions uh, that you would like for our mailbag section because we're still wanting to hear hear from you guys definitely uh, and make it a more inclusive show of course uh, send us your questions headlocktalk at gmail.com again that's headlocktalk at gmail.com send us your questions there for sure um, and then of course you can listen to our shows at uh, on iTunes uh, at you know just uh, search headlock talk again you can find on iTunes Spotify Stitcher mm-hmm. and of course on YouTube yep uh, absolutely and we got uh, more of the knockout series on YouTube which is mm-hmm. our shorter form uh, version of this podcast also uh, kind of a a news roundup type show as well so mm-hmm. if y'all are looking for a shorter form uh, version of our beautiful voices oh uh, yes then uh, definitely go check that out the knockout series on YouTube well there's and, and let's not forget about J-Raw too I no mean, J-Raw's been out with a little bit of a stomach bug recently Recently, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of getting back into the flow of things, so he's uh, he's going to be coming back on our shows very very soon. But yeah, Steve and I just want to get together and do this preview real quick with you guys, and we're also going to introduce our our friend Chase uh, in in some future episodes as mm-hmm. well. Um, uh, again, some more major things that we want to do for you guys. Uh, I plan on doing some uh, shorter form Raw and SmackDown reports, as well as some NXT uh, reports as well. Uh, so uh, once we get that third studio rolling up, you guys, uh, you'll definitely be able to hear uh, us talk more about that. And if, yep. you know, and, and Stephen, if you know, uh, the invitation is open, sir. You're always welcome to come on over and watch some Raw and SmackDown yeah, and we'll some NXT. See, we'll see what happens, we'll see what man. Happens. Okay. See what shakes out. You know. All right. Either All way, right. you you guys are about to have a lot of headlock talk coming at y'all. Oh, so definitely make sure yeah. that you're following us on. All our different outlets on the interwebs. Exactly. A hundred percent, you guys. Uh, Well, we love you guys. Thank you again for listening to another brilliant episode of Headlock Talk. Again, my name is Tanner. And to my left, Mixmaster, producer extraordinaire, Steven? Question mark? Question mark. What? Yeah, Steven. (laughs) Mixing with the soundboards. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Awesome. All right. Well, good night, you guys. And again... Stay tuned. We got more headlock talk coming at you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Good night, y'all.
How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.